You're listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode 101. Welcome to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife and conservation issues from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. Today's guest on the show is Carol Dean, a veteran of the film industry and an expert on how to fund film projects. Carol's path through the world of filmmaking is absolutely fascinating. She's been working to help independent filmmakers get their films made for many decades, but her approach towards achieving this goal has been constantly evolving. Today, she runs a filmmaker grant program, manages fiscal sponsorships, and provides mentorships for independent filmmakers. She is the author of the seminal book, The Art of Film Funding, and the host of a podcast series of the same name, which, by the way, I would highly recommend for anyone interested in filmmaking. Although Carol is not focused specifically on films that address conservation issues, the advice that she has to share is highly relevant to anyone looking to fund a conservation project, whether it's a documentary film, a conservation outreach project, or scientific research. Let's jump into the conversation. I'm Carol Dean. I'm the president of From the Heart Productions. Uh, it's a 24-year-old nonprofit, and our goal is to nurture and support filmmakers. And we do this through our fiscal sponsorships and our three Roy Dean film grants each year. We look for films that are unique and make a contribution to society. For 30 years, I owned and managed a business with offices in Hollywood, New York, and Chicago. And we sold 35 and 16 millimeter film and videotapes. So I was probably the most pitched woman in America. Because the cost of raw stock was what stopped many films from being made. You could always get credit for your camera or your film developing mat, but you had to pay cash for raw stock. So uh, since I started the business with $20 and a lot of determination, I am a true believer that you can create your future, that you can achieve your goals. And I teach that every day to all the filmmakers that I'm so lucky to get to talk to. Wonderful. And I mean, you, you've, you explained a little bit about how this came about, but I mean, you've become this, this well-known expert um, in, in this niche of finding funding for independently produced films. Um, I mean, uh, let's delve a little bit more into the, into the background behind that. Like how did you become an, an expert on this, this niche topic? <laughs> That's a good question. Author Malcolm Gladwell says that it takes roughly 10,000 hours of practice to achieve mastery in a field. And Matt, I've got to have over 50,000 hours in the film business, so I really should know something. You know? <laughs> From the Heart was created originally. We were going to produce films and then we were going to raise goods and services from people in the industry to give back to emerging filmmakers in the forms of grants. Then my father died, and I started getting all these cards and phone calls from people to tell me that he had he had actually financed their um, their reels 
for because you couldn't get a job in those days let you had a film reel and that was maybe five thousand dollars to rent a camera get the rostock have it developed edit and all that so dad was giving the rostock away for thesis films for film reels for whatever you just had to give him a good story and you were off and running and i didn't know this because I was upstairs running the business and chasing hot checks around Hollywood. Uh, but I did learn all this when Dad died. And I had started a nonprofit earlier in the year. And uh, I knew I had been to India. I came home and I knew I had to create a nonprofit. And the name was From the Heart Productions. And that I would know what to do with it when the time came. So about a month after my father had crossed over, I woke up with an idea that I should start a film grant. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do this. I am not going to. You want me to go out on the street and start begging for money? I'm not going to do that. I don't know how. And I had all these things in my head. I totally said no. So I went to lunch that same day with my public relations guy, who I really loved, And I did everything he always told me. So we sit down for lunch and he says, you won't believe it. But I woke up this morning. I thought, oh, no, don't do this to me. (laughs) I'm talking to the universe. And he said, I think you should start the Roy Dean film grant. I said, I can't. I don't know how to do that. And he said, look, I will help you. You probably have some applications or some requests for money on your desk. I said, you're not kidding. Some kid wants to go spend three months living with the Hopi Indians, and he wants me to finance it. And he said, do it. What? That's like $4,000. you got to be kidding. He said, no, I want you to fund that guy. And that's your first grant. And that's all you have to do, Carol. And then we have a whole year and we'll figure it out one thing at a time. You just have to take a breath and it's going to be okay. So I said, all right, all right. So I did that. I gave it to the sweetest kid that ever lived. And he went to the Hobie Reservation. He made this wonderful film. And he lived on apples. He had a trailer in an apple orchard. He did the editing. He put the thing together. It was all about the Hopi uh, traditions and ceremonies and the demise of the Hopi language. So then I said, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to distribute it? He said, no, I can't do that, Carol. It belongs to the Hopi. So he gave it to her. And I was shocked. But I, you know, I, I don't care. It's his film. So... Would you believe, I said, how much did that cost you? He said, $23,500. So what a gift. I said, that's marvelous. And two or three months later, he called me to say, you know, Carol, I got a job in Atlanta. And I was working with a 16 millimeter camera that I really loved. And I told the, kept telling the director and producer how much I love that camera. And they gave it to me. I said, how much is that worth? $23,000, he said. <laughs> so there you go. What goes around comes around. Awesome. That's, that's a wonderful story. I mean, how has From the Heart Productions, how has the scope of the organization expanded over the past couple of decades? I mean, you guys are doing a lot more than just giving away uh, this, this grant funding now. Yes, we are. Um, 
I decided one of the filmmakers that I was teaching begged me to be her fiscal sponsor. And I we can do that because we are a uh, nonprofit, 501c3. So what I did was I handled her money for her film. It was about, uh, it was a disease, I'll get the name in a minute. It wasn't Alzheimer's, but uh, anyway, she had at least $1,030 checks. And I charged her only 3%. Well, by the time I was over, I figured, you know, I would hire an accountant to do the work because it was so laborious. However, helping her, talking to her, uh, encouraging her, working out her pitch, reading her proposal. I just fell in love with all of that, and I've never had so much fun. So I thought, you know what? All this work I am doing, reading grants and learning and helping filmmakers through the grant can be turned around and given back to filmmakers with this fiscal sponsorship. So okay, I'm going to do it. And uh, and that's when we really started to put our attention on it. And um, I just had really good luck. I found some wonderful people to help me. And it's all your, who's, who's surrounding you is what makes it work. So um, we built a great website and we have been working constantly to um, support filmmakers who have uh, a dream. We're looking for films that are unique and make a contribution to society. And that's what we do. And then the job is to take what they have, encourage them, support them, nurture them, and help them get to a higher level and help them bring in the money. Wonderful. So in addition to these ways that you've expanded the scope of From the Heart Productions, um, I mean, you've been running this, this nonprofit you know, during this period of time when the film industry has made some really dramatic changes. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, from your perspective, like, what has it been like to sort of see uh, these changes that have, been ha- that have been happening in the film industry? And, and how, have, um, how have you and, and how have the folks at From the Heart Productions uh, responded to that? Very well, to answer you succinctly, we have just been always at the forefront of everything. I remember uh, several years ago, I was teaching at the New York Film Academy, and so I taught film funding, and then they asked me to come teach again, and I said, sure. And I'm getting ready to work on my outline for the class, and I said, you want film funding? He said, no, I want distribution. And I said, but listen... Nobody knows where distribution is going nowadays. He said, well, find out. So uh, what a challenge that was. So I really got into distribution. And I am so thankful that I did because, to me, that's the most important thing we have to deal with right now. Is we have to, you have to know where you're going when you start that film. You have to know it's like a roadmap. So are you going to go to VOD? Uh, you're going to go to uh, Netflix, to Amazon. You have so many choices now. Well, who pays what? How much? Who's got the best deal? What's the releases? How do you release your films nowadays? It's all changed. I just did an interview with my attorney on that. We put that on the Blog Talk radio show. Um, 
it's a weekly chore to stay abreast of the changing times. And But this is what sets us apart, I really think. Um, because when we start working with you, we say, who's going to distribute this? Are you? Because we think you should do it. And here's why. Uh, and many times, Matt, we're going to see, particularly me, because I come from a business background, and that has helped me so much with filmmakers because they're all right-brained. They're way over there. They're out in space, and that's exactly where they belong. However, <laughs> they've got to have somebody over here who will watch the P's and Q's and help them with the money. And that can be me. Because anybody that can start a business with $20 and running into a $10 million a year business knows something about finance and money. And that's what it takes. It's, But they don't want to know it, but they do want to know it, you know. And once you give them enough courage and confidence, then they sort of open that door and they're flooded with good ideas. And once it's confidence, see, then they can do it. They can ask for that money. Yeah, and I, I mean, you've touched on a really important point, I think, which is uh, confidence, right? And, you know, uh, one of the things that has changed, you know, in in the past few decades uh, uh, within the film industry is that there are essentially, there are just a lot more people making films, right? The, the technology um, is has changed, right? And you don't have to spend, uh, you don't have to put up all this money up front in order to pay for uh, film stock, right? The equipment is much, much cheaper. A lot more people are able to just jump in and make a film without doing the upfront work of going out and finding that that funding um, at the outset. You know, and, and, and one of the things that has resulted from that is is there's there's just a, a lot of competition for the available funding out there and and I know from talking to you previously that I mean there's a lot of competition for the the grants and I mean it's just I mean you know you were talking about confidence I mean it's I mean that that's a really difficult thing in 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 this sort of day and age and in, in the way the film industry is working in order to to get that confidence is really difficult because you have to deal with so much rejection Yes, you do. Daily basis rejection. So um, I honor you for that. I think it's really incredible that any film ever gets made, to tell you the truth. (laughs) It's magic. No, I'll tell you, you have to start from a foundation, right? You have to start from your pitch, your proposal, and you've got to know that you can do it. This is the first thing. So The first thing you have to do is get your goals set, get your purpose as a filmmaker into a one-line statement, all right? It might be, I want to make films that empower women. Terrific. I want to make films that shine a light on difficult subjects. Um, I want to bring up horrific events in the and and save them for all humanity to see. Whatever that is, you're going to need that because here's what goes on when you're pitched, like I am pitched all the time. You, I'm listening or looking at you to see who are you. I want to know the clothes you're wearing. I want to see how you carry yourself, what kind of shoes you're wearing, how you take care of yourself. Where, where do you put your attention 
And I'll tell you a little story here. There was a woman who came to me uh, in my New York office, and she was making a film about some uh, girls who were actors, and they were running numbers during the daytime to pay for their acting classes. I thought it was a great idea. But I, she said, look, I'm having, I wouldn't give it to her. I said, no. But she said, well, I'm having a screening. Would you just come to the screening, please? So I said, okay. And I went. And I sat in the back. And I got there early, and I watched her. And she was a, a lovely hostess. And I saw that she had a dress from the thrift shop. And her shoes were three years old. And everyone that came in, she knew their name. She treated them like gold. She had a great respect for everyone and a good respect for herself. So what do you think? Do you think I gave it to her? (laughs) I'm guessing yes. (laughs) Of course, of course. I couldn't help it. I was so happy to help her because I knew a lot. I knew that money would go in the film, not into Saks or even Macy's. I knew that she would put the film ahead of everything else in her life, and I knew she would finish it. And I was right. She did. She finished it. She got some awards. She became a filmmaker. This is what's so important, because grants create filmmakers, not films, but filmmakers. That's what we want to do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really wonderful point, right? And it it sort of, it all comes back to this, to confidence, right? Um, and you know, uh, I, I think I mean that, that's an interesting way to, uh, to 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 phrase that, right? That you you care more about the individual who is submitting the grant than about the project and the way they hold themselves and how much confidence they have and how confident are you looking at the proposal and listening to the pitch that they're actually going to follow through on this um, and that they're going to put this project ahead of everything else and that they're actually going to finish it, right? Exactly. This is all so important. So that gets us back to the mission statement, all right? So you're pitching me. I'm listening to you. If you're on the phone, I'm listening to everything you say and how you, what words you use, etc. And then when you get through, you know, I'm thinking, Are you going to finish the film? Do you have the tenacity? Are you going to put in five years of your life in this one film? Are you going to drive the same car for five years and buy your, you know, go to Trader Joe's for your groceries? I mean, can you make it? And so I won't ask you any of that stuff because you're just going to say, oh, sure, sure. So I say to you, which most people do, why are you making this film? All right. And I want you to say to me, My mission as a filmmaker is to empower women. And this film fits my mission. Pause. Because he who speaks next is the most important thing of your life. At that time, whoever you're talking to should take a deep breath, sit back and say, okay, now what what are you saying about this film? Because they weren't listening in the first place. Okay. So now tell me about the film, because you just crossed over the trust barrier. All right. So you start off with my goal is to finish the film by such and such. My goal is to raise $20,000 before Christmas because I have an urgency. All right. So now you have told me two things. You're confident. You have a mission. You know why you're doing this. And you have, you're a goal setter. Well, so am I, or I wouldn't be sitting here with a fat checkbook, right? 
Wonderful. So, I mean, you know, now we've sort of reached the point where we need to talk about the story, right? I mean, because, (laughs) (laughs) because uh, I mean, and, and I mean, this is really valuable information, I think for, for, for folks and especially folks who are, you know, just starting to, uh, uh, develop an interest in filmmaking, or, or maybe it's something that they're, you know, uh, uh, contemplating uh, pursuing, right? Um, and I think a lot of people, uh, you know, there, there's there's this perception that, like, it's all about the story, right? Um, and what you're saying is, like, no, it's actually about you. It's about the individual and building that trust and gaining confidence first. But then it is about the story, right? And, I mean, you you look at, you read so many proposals um, every year and, and, you know, read about lots and lots of different uh, story ideas for films. Um, when, when you reach that stage where you're, um, you're ready to look at the story proposal, um, you have that, you've established trust with the filmmaker. Um, you know, what makes a story stand out? And, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, um, you know, I mean, you guys, sorry, you know, at, from the heart productions, you work with lots of different types of filmmakers, right? Right. You know, our, our focus, uh, at, at wild lens, the, the, the nonprofit that I work for is, is documentaries and, and documentaries that focus on, um, you know, advocacy issues or environmental concerns. Um, so, I mean, from, you know, within that, that sort of niche of like documentaries that have some sort of advocacy need that they're trying to address, um, like what makes a story stand out to you? That's a good question. I, I will tell you, um, you have, it's all about story with us, first of all. First, it's who you are. All right. How dedicated, how determined, how tenacious. And then we go into story, story, story. The three most important things around here. Um, We find stories and I want a story with credible information, something shocking, something concrete, something emotional. And I call it a sticky story. I take that from Dan and Chip and Chip. Heath, who wrote that wonderful book, Made to Stick. And they say, take a story and wrap this around a story with credible, concrete, emotional, shocking information. And that's how you build your pitch. Then, I I will tell you, I can pitch you films that applied 20 years ago to our film grant because I can remember them. They they were so well thought out and the story was there so this is the sad part sometimes like once a a guy called me and he was very upset because he didn't get funded for his grant and I said but you know something uh it was something like a 20-page proposal I um you know this film has been made before he said well what are you talking about turn to page 14 there's the heart of the film on page 14. Are you kidding? (laughs) No, that is a good film, but that should be on page one, please. And he was uh, shocked to realize that even if who's going to read 14 pages to get to the heart of the film, you're going to think that they don't know what the film is about. So you have to tell us in a way that is totally engaging. It's all about It's the written word is as important as the trailer because sometimes the written word is not as good as it should be, but the trailer is fantastic. So I've had to 
make my judges watch trailers when they say, no, I read this and I don't, you know, this person doesn't know what the film is about. Well, wait a minute, watch this trailer. Oh my gosh, that's a different film. Is that the same filmmaker, right? So we hope you can get the two parts together because that's really what's important. The information on the page, that should be so full of heart, so full of emotion, passion, determination. I say, put some passion in your proposal. I want to jump off the page. I am making this film with or without you, right? That's what fun films. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, the, the attitude of, I'm making this film with or without you, I think is, is very important to have, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when you start listening. Really? Okay, that's good. Because you've got to have that attitude. Those people who say, I can't make this film without your grant. Well, I think... That's, I don't want to be in that place. Of course you can. But this is why we see we really are in a business where you get beat up on a daily basis. So you have to have somewhere to go to get a little feedback and, of reality and to understand how special you are. And I like to think that um, they say this is the third most important time in the history of mankind, the digital revelation that we're living through, right? I would say to you, how could you be put into the earth at this time? It's a perfect time for filmmakers. It could not be better and be given so many talents. You're probably a writer, director, producer, right, Matt? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, don't you know that most people would literally give their right arm just to be a writer? And for you to have all those talents, how could you not be truly supported by the universe? You have to believe in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I love that. And I love the way you, you position that. It's, it's really neat. So I wonder if, if there's a, a particular film project that has maybe come across your desk, uh, you know, somewhat recently that, that falls into this category of uh, a documentary, you know, with uh, sort of a, a, an advocacy uh, need at the heart of it um, that you could maybe sort of walk us through, you know, like what the submission was like and, you know, why it was that, that you made that decision that, you know, this is a project, we, you know, this is a filmmaker we want to help and this is a project we want to fund. Right. Well, I want to go back to 2011 because Donald Goldmacher and Francis Causey submitted for a film called Heist, Who Stole the American Dream and How to Get It Back. And I thought, what a great title. <laughs> I love that. So I couldn't put it down. It was so well written. And I called Donald and said, you know, this is probably the most important film of 2011. This is the most important film I've seen across my desk. And he said, well, you're the only one that thinks that, Carol. We've applied to a lot of grants. And he didn't mind telling me that he didn't get any of them. So I said, I don't understand that. Well, you definitely, you know, I can only put people in the top 20. I'm not allowed to go beyond that. Other judges take over. And so he did. He got in the top 20 and he won. Now, 
it is the story of the PAL memorandum and how it changed the face of our nation from people power to corporate power. And I love that film. And he used the man who uh, designs music for us on our film grant. See, he used the people in the grant. He used the editor. Mm-hmm. He took not only took the money, but he also took all of the goods and services. And I was so proud Uh, being just a tiny part of that film. It won uh, the New York Times critic pick. Uh, uh, It it is a wonderful film. It's a historical film. Now, he was giving us so much hard information to take. It was so easy to see in retrospect how our unions were taken away, how our freedoms were taken away and how we moved from a people-controlled society with factories and we're all making money into a society where you're working more hours, making less money and not getting any appreciation. Is That's my opinion. But anyway, so he hired uh, a um, comedy writer who had won some awards for her work on television and she helped him with timing so that he would only present something and and you would sort of go into shock and you'd have a few minutes to adjust and accept that okay that's true and then they'd give you some more information Uh, and that's what one of the things that made the film so good but see Donald uh, was an advocate and Francis was a CNN reporter. So she dug all this stuff up, and together they were a fabulous team. So that's one I'm really proud of. Another one is touring the United States right now. It's a timely film called The Brainwashing of My Dad by Jen Cinco. It's the truth behind the right-wing media machine that changed a father and divided a nation. Jen had hired me as a consultant through my angel program because I then I get to talk f- to filmmakers once a week. And we move through your life, and some people have been with me for many, many years. It's uh, whatever you want to achieve. It's, it's goal-setting, achieving, and goal-setting, achieving because we get through a lot of things. We write books. I've helped people create plays, many things. So... She was a great winner. She got uh, into the top five, uh, was chosen as the winner. And uh, then we've got Jason Smith, who did a film called I Voted, question mark. Uh, It's uh, completed and it's being screened in New York now. It's about the insecurity of our voting machines. How do you know that your vote counts? And uh, he discusses America's flawed election systems. And he shows... He shows you machines being delivered early mornings, and there's nobody there. They just leave the machines, and the truck drivers drop them off and take off, and anybody can get into some of those places. So we really don't know what's going on with the voting machines. I love that. And then Chilo uh, Alvarez-Steele, 15 years she worked on Sands of Silence, Uh, It's an expose of the underworld of sexual exploitation and trafficking from Asia to America. It's quite good. So I'm really proud of those, plus hundreds more, to tell you. We're just really proud of the work that comes through here. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's really clear, hearing you describe these film projects, you know, that 
that passion that the filmmaker had for those projects has clearly rubbed off on you, right? <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that is, I guess, uh, makes it clear that, that those filmmakers um, did their job, right? And, I mean, that's sort of central to everything. I mean, it seems to me that that's sort of central to everything is you have to, you know, A, you have to have a passion for the project, right? But you also have to be able to convey that passion and spread it around to other people, right? And I mean, that's that's the whole, that's your whole goal as a filmmaker, or at least an advocacy, you know, uh, uh, filmmaker. And when you go through all that rejection, you have bad days and good days. So it's the bad days when I tell people, call me, call me, because somebody's got to talk you out of this. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, the, the films that you just um, explained to us, I mean, these are films that um, were awarded grants from, from the Hart Productions. Um, but, I mean, you're not giving out a quantity of money that is going to provide the entire budget for a feature-length documentary in, in, in the vast majority of cases, right? Um, right? But then you're also, you know, providing services beyond that, right? Um, and you're also providing uh, a sort of assistance and advice in, in film funding. So, I mean, I guess my question is, like, where's where's the rest of the money coming uh, for these, these <laughs> films that you mentioned? <laughs> right. That's right. Well, one of the things you get when you win the grant is um, you get a consultation with me at least once a month. But basically, it's an open-ended thing whenever you need help. But basically, we, we, get, we meet once a month. We say, what have you done? Where are you? Where do you want to go? And what are the problems? And then we look at ways to overcome them. So you have that as well as you have all these people. There's got to be 50 donors to our film grant now. Some from helping you build your website to um, music and uh, post-production. So many things that we have raised through our efforts of <laughs> knee-bending. We get on our knees and talk to these people and tell them these are emerging filmmakers and and we get this. So I know what it's like to pitch because I'm pitching all the time. I'm pitching for the film grant. And you and I are both pitching all day to all kinds of people. I mean, it, negotiation is a part of life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, this is where your confidence comes in. You have to feel that you're worth it, that you really can get what you want. And my, one of my earliest memories, I'm about four years old, I think. I'm sitting on the floor with another little girl, and we... She has a movie magazine I want, and she won't give it to me. And I've offered her two of my magazines for that one magazine. And I don't know why I remember this, except that I was so upset that the thought jumped in my mind that I could grab that magazine and I could get out the door before she caught me. But then I realized <laughs> my mother would make me bring it back. So that's not going to work. So I realized that I had to do it with, what is it she wants? I kept thinking, what does she want? And I had to find something that would please her to so she would say yes, and let me have that magazine. And she did. So I just kept analyzing this is four years old who she is. And I think we, it was easier for us as kids, uh, because there wasn't so much to filter through. We just knew we wanted it. And the answer is, how do you get it? So uh, it was offering her more than I had offered her. I had to offer something else. So bring this forward. 
there you are, you're going to ask someone for money. So how do you do it? Well, first of all, what's that person's comfort zone, Matt? I mean, have they given money before? And if so, how much have they given? You've got to do your homework. You don't just walk in and ask somebody because they don't know who you are. So you have to get to know people. They have to understand how important this film is to you and that you are honest, integrous, determined, and talented, and you're proud of yourself. All of those things have to show up. And then you can start negotiating. Do you want a credit in the film? I mean, what kind of a person is it? You have to figure out what will make them happy. Their name on your website. Uh, maybe their daughter wants to get into movies and she could come be the, uh, the PR, the personal assistant, for a couple of days on the shoot. What? Is it? That's what you have to figure out. What will make this person uh, support me financially or through their friends with the house funding party or what else? Whatever else you can think of, because there's always a way. But the first thing is knowing what that person's comfort level is. So then you go back and that comes from knowing someone and talking to them about their donations and who they do give money to. Then you can go to that person's income tax. Their 990 is online. If they say, oh, I gave it to the American Red Cross, if it was $5,000 or more, you can find it. Then you know what their comfort level is. And I say this because being a fiscal sponsor, I see the weirdest checks come through here. Right now, someone is donating. They won't donate 28000 but they'll donate $27,999. Okay? So, People have quirks when it comes to money, and they have comfort zones. What is that comfort zone? Because if you see, if this girl had asked for thirty-five thousand, they'd probably said no. If she asked for twenty, they would have got. She would have gotten uh, nine thousand dollars less, right? Mm-hmm. So it's knowing what's comfortable, and that you, you really need to know before you make an ask. They need to know who you are and what you're doing. You have to get up close and personal with your donors. And I say this for the type of films you want to do. You know, it's a matter of knowing the nonprofits and where where their donors are, because you're going to have to get a lot of thousand five thousand dollar checks to make your film or really fall into something wonderful. And somebody writes you fifty thousand or you win a giant grant, which you deserve. All of this is possible, but you have to believe it and you have to know that you deserve it. Yeah. And, you know, it, again, it comes back to that confidence, right? And I mean, that's equally as important when you're trying to solicit money from an individual donor as making a pitch to, uh, you know, some foundation. Uh, um, and, you know, I, I've, I've experienced that as well, you know, and, and a, a lot of the funding for the films that, that I've produced thus far, you know, most of that funding comes from individual donors. You know, I, I would say I would just add a couple things to uh, those points that you said. I mean, the, the first one is that um, I, I, I think, well, I'll say that one of the mistakes that, that I made early on when I was working on my first film um, is that... Um, you know, I, I essentially finished my first film with, with very, very little money. Um, you know, I had a, a few, a, a few donors, but, um, 
you know, we, we produced that film on, on a very, very skinny budget. And one of the mistakes that, that I think I made is that, you know, I went out and submitted all this film. Uh, I submitted this film to all these big film festivals and all these big screening events. And, you know, we got it into a few film festivals, um, not the ones that we really wanted to, right? Um, and I think the mistake I made is that, you know, if the film, if, if my film didn't get into, like, this perfect film festival, like, oh, this is the perfect fit for my film thematically, um, the film doesn't get in, and I, I just, you know, like, oh, I'm just all disappointed in myself, and, like, I'm not, of course I'm not going to go to that film festival because my film's not screening there, right? Well, you have to go to those events, right? Because that's where you're going to meet those potential donors um, whose interest you know, has crossover with, with the type of film you're going to make. Um, and so, um, you know, you, you have to, in order to establish those relationships, right. You have to put yourself in the position. You have to put yourself out there. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and you yeah. have to look like you are running the show. You have mm-hmm. to stand tall, be confident. I love it when people come up to me at a convention or a film festival or something and say, which way to the whatever? And I think, you know, they think I'm in charge. So I love that. And that's how you want to be. You want to be a person who's in charge. And that attracts people to you, Matthew. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just as a way to just as a way to wrap all this up, you know, I mean, we've talked about a lot of different facets uh, of uh, film funding. I mean, if if you had to boil down all this advice, you know, that you give out to to filmmakers uh, on a regular basis to you know sort of one central message, you know, what would this core message uh, be? Well, I would say laud yourself. Recognize your many, many talents and give yourself praise for who you are. Self-confidence is your greatest asset. Know your worth. Honor your talents. And as the suffragettes say, never give up. Really fantastic advice. Thanks a lot, Carol, for coming on the show and sharing all this amazing advice with us. Uh, it's been a really great conversation. Thank you, Matt. Um, I do want to add one more thing. When you ask about the number of people applying for the grant when only one person can win, a lot of people apply because we give a free consultation. And that is, many people say, well, I didn't expect to win, but I wanted the consultation. Because we look at their work and tell them what they can do to make it better. So I think that's the best thing we do on our film grant. You know, I agree with you 100% because, you know, we actually became connected with each other because I submitted to your grant um, through from the Heart Productions. And, and, you know, our film project was not awarded that grant. Um, but, you know, we had that follow-up consultation and we started this dialogue. Um, and, you know, now I'm, you know, having you as a guest on the podcast show and you've shared some advice uh, for me on my film project. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's just another example, right, of, of putting yourself out there, even if, you know, there's disappointment involved, um, right? Well, it's very important because I would never send a letter that says you didn't win this grant. I can't do that. I have to call them. The majority of foundations and, and grant makers out there would not take the time to do what you're doing at From the Heart. Um, so, I mean, on one aspect, it's, I think, you know, you uh, are doing something that is is out of the box and and you know uh, different from what most other foundations are doing but at the same time you know it provides this opportunity right it provides this opportunity for filmmakers who who aren't awarded that grant to to develop that confidence 
and realize that that they have these important skills and 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 you know even if they're they're facing this repeated rejection right right thank you so much Matt for letting me share our views from the heart you bet it's it's been a great conversation and thank you for coming on the show all right that was our conversation with Carol Dean the founder of From the Heart Productions and author of the book The Art of Film Funding. I love the emphasis that Carol places on confidence and persistence. Especially as a filmmaker, these traits are absolutely essential to achieve any level of success. However, I do believe that this advice transcends the world of filmmaking. Those who succeed are the people who don't give up, and I see myself as a living example of this. Producing my first film was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. There were a thousand reasons to quit, and still to this day I could find a thousand reasons to quit being a filmmaker and revert back to something more stable, something with a more consistent income and far less rejection. But I persist because I know that this persistence, along with a healthy dose of confidence, is key to my ultimate success. Confidence, passion, and persistence. If you'd like to learn more about Carol and her work with From the Heart Productions, you can visit the show notes page for this episode, which you'll find at wildlensinc.org EOC101. And if you enjoyed this episode of the show, you can subscribe via iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. And if you really want to help us out, you can leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. Just search for Eyes on Conservation in the iTunes store or click the link on the show notes page. The Eyes on Conservation podcast is a production of Wild Lens. Today's episode was produced by myself, your host, Matt Podolsky, and edited by Serena Simons. Our theme music is by The Humidors. <laughs>